Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the podcast for the week of October 31st, 2022. Uh, hope everyone had a happy Halloween. Uh, I'm your host, Zach, and this week we have Chris. Hello. And, uh, yes, yeah, so we've got tons to dive into this week, so let's jump right in. And uh, we got a couple of trailers to dig into to start with. And we got the first full trailer for uh, Avatar, The Way of Water, which is coming up in a little over a month here, after we've been waiting, like, a decade since <laughs> the last over, like, what was last, 2009 was, like, the original Avatar, I think. So, yeah, over over say. 10 years, Yeah. But yeah, we're, we're finally we're finally headed back to Pandora. We're exploring like the uh, ocean world or ocean environments of Pandora. All your all your favorite characters are back. That, that I, I, everyone all obviously talks about all the time. Where 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 are you on the uh, is Avatar culture rel- relevant argument, Chris? Like. Because because uh, everyone, everyone always talks about like it's the it's the highest grossing movie of all time in the history of cinema, but like no one really know like if you have people like oh who's the main character's name of Avatar or like 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 or like no one really dressed like you don't really people see dressing up like cosplaying Avatar really or oh, it's like, like one of the very difficult things to cosplay yeah and it's, there's if you do it wrong it looks like you're doing porn and and there's not like like there's been a few games. There was, like, there was like one game when the original movie came out. But there's not really any, like comics or movies, like or at least at least not like it's not like it has it has become like Star Wars or something where it's like there's this constant Avatar stuff. It's just like oh yeah, that people are just like oh yeah, that came out. <laughs> I saw that in theaters. But I, I guess I guess now that this this for finally getting the sequel, I guess we'll like that like the hype will be <laughs> like re. Reignited, people will be like, or, or, or head back to Avatar or Pandora. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's gonna like be a, like. Do you think it's gonna like like be as like high, like well performing as like the first one? Like, is it gonna make? Is it gonna be like the highest grossing movie of all time? I don't know. Like, I feel like I feel like it's gonna do like re- like really really well. I don't know if it's gonna be like hit that same level. Um. I also wonder if people are like gonna be like, oh yeah, like three D's back, baby. Because <laughs> like, like, like when was the last time you saw a three D movie? Like, I, I can't remember the last three D movie I saw. I, I think oh. I just saw regular Avatar. I didn't see the three D version. You you didn't see the three D? That was like the only reason to see it. <laughs> I, I like, don't remember. It's just like yeah. I, I don't remember if I saw it in 3D or not. I think it was just like I think we just saw the version just to see it. I don't think we uh, yeah did any crazy thing just to be part of the simulation. Yeah, I think I mean I think if you're gonna see it next month, I mean you got you gotta see 3D. If you can see IMAX, probably see IMAX. Like because like this is like one of those movies where it's like you have to like see it in like the biggest craziest way possible. <laughs> If there was like 40x, you might even like, do like great, get your seats moving and stuff. But um, as far as the trailer, uh, it's I mean it's it's still kind of like we had a teaser trailer like a, like a, like like a month or two ago, 
this new trailer is basically kind of the same thing, just longer. It's just kind of like vibes of like, here's like all the new like crazy ocean life and kind of like fl- flashes of like everyone, what everyone's up to. I mean, looks like like similar. It looks like very similar stuff to like the first one. Like it's like the you know whatever. I don't. I, don't, I can't remember if it was a corporation or the military or whatever. But like they're they're back. They're trying like still t- trying to take over Pandora. And then now Jake Sully and his family have to like fight them. But now they're in the ocean. Now they're using ocean animals to fight them. And everyone has like underwater mechs and hovercraft boats and stuff. The one thing about me about this is that like. I was able to deduce like all the plot points from the trailer. Mm-hmm. It gives away too much. <laughs> like, do you want to hear it? This is just me just speculating from the trailer. This is your prediction? Yeah. Okay. Movie starts out maybe a few years right after the first movie, right? Yeah. Then the humans come back like they did not learn a lesson from the first incident. In fact, they went guns blazing. Mm-hmm. And it drove the tribe, the this Avatar group, into hiding. Yeah. And then I actually think uh, uh, Zoe Zaldana is not part of this movie. Like, she's in it for the first part and then dead. Oh, you think they're going to kill her and then, like, 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 uh, like Sam Wilson, Jake Sully gets, like, a new wife or something? Or, like, a new, like, like, mate or something? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, because he's raising his daughter alone? It, it, his yeah well he's I think he's got a, I think he's got a bunch of I think he has like a bunch of kids or like a, like he's like he's a daughter I think there's like a human son like is like a non Navi son is with them because in the first trailer there was like a kid there was like a human kid who was like with them and like so I don't I don't think I don't think, I like, think that might be just incidental from the the the, the raid like. He yeah. might have just saved that kid, and then like just, he might have just, just stayed with him. Just adopted like a, a random human boy. <laughs> like, yeah, you're you're a Navi. You're, we're raising you as a Navi now. Yeah, yeah, and some weird like okay, like we'd raise you to be like one of us instead yeah. of like one of them. Uh, and then it's like, then it's it's Jake trying to raise like the army to take back the land from the humans, but mm-hmm. it's probably not gonna be as Critically, um, climatic and, and, in terms and, of like how long the movie plan is gonna be. Oh, it, uh, the runtime is gonna be over three hours long. Oh yeah, it, it, it's gonna be great, but I can see like, you know, this being kind of like a slow burn to the point, and then mm-hmm. once we get to the height of it, it's like okay, stay tuned for the next movie. In who, who knows how many years. Well, did they film this and the other one back to back, or that, I, that... I, I think they, I think they, uh, I think they tried to make like film it so like uh, it's like less, not not another decade until the next movie comes out. I think the next is probably like maybe like two or th- like maybe like two years away or three years away after this one. But uh, yeah, December sixteenth. Uh, get ready, head back, head back to the Bedora. <laughs> And uh, we also got the trailer this week for A Christmas Story Christmas, which is the latest sequel to A Christmas Story, which there have, even though you might not be aware of it, there have been multiple sequels to A Christmas Story. <laughs> Wasn't there like, yeah, there's like, there's a, an official sequel and then there's like a, a like, 
a non-canon sequel. There, there's, there's, I, I believe, I think it's like my summer story, which is like uh, based on other stories from the same book that uh, Christmas Story came from. Yeah, I think that's like, the official sequel, right? But yeah, but it's set in like it's set during the summer, obviously, and I think it's like Ralphie's has like, is like trying like uh, he's got some sort of uh, like summer job or something. I think um, he's older. He's not like a kid yeah. anymore. He's like a yeah, teenager. he's a teenager. And then Christmas Story two, uh, which I is think Daniel Stern was in that one. Yeah, he took over as like the old man, and then that and that was about like like I think he was also like a teen Ralphie, but he wanted to get a car um, for Christmas. This is what you do. Yeah. So I so I don't I don't know I don't know uh, what what is canon or not, but we're getting a HBO Max sequel now, um, which. Is bringing back Peter Bing- Peter Billingsley's back. He I don't think he was in any any of the uh, other movies. Um, and uh, but yeah, he, he's back. It looks like it's it's like the sixties or seventies um, in the, the new movie because like um, I mean, but he basically he heads back home um, with his with his with his family. They're, then they they're headed back to like the family home, and then he like he's like meets back up with like Flick and Schwartz, and then uh, Randy comes back for Christmas. So it's like all all the all and I think most of the most of the, like like um like like the actors who played like Flick and Schwartz and Randy are all also coming back along with Peter Billingsley. Um, Zach Ward's coming back as Scott Farkas. And Zach Ward looks not that great. I don't know what happened. I, he was like. He was in all those, like, Uwe Boll movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he just got those. very, like... He got very wrinkly. Yeah. But, I mean, it, lo- it looks like a lot of the same... Like, we're, like a lot of the same beats, um, or, like, s- similar beats. Like, they're going to, like, uh, um, you know, Hickby's, where, like, Santa is. To, and then Ralphie's kids are going to go visit Santa. And then, like... I'm sure. I'm sure there's gonna be a leg lamp coming back at some point, and like uh, whatever uh, uh, other kind of similar things to like things that happened in the in the, uh, the original movie. And um, it's 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 coming from Clay Cadis, uh, who directed the the Christmas Chronicles, another big streaming Christmas movie recent from recent years. So I don't know. Hof- hopefully, hopefully it's okay. I don't. I really have. I don't have too high hopes for it, just because like, I mean, the original is such, like, a beloved classic. Like, I like you. You can't do it. Like, I don't think you can really do anything to like even get come close to it. But hopefully, it's at least kind of like a fun <laughs> Christmas movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like, are you a purist? into it where like it don't need a sequel or do you mind that it's more of the same you know like that comfort of it yeah i feel like this is going to be very safe like it's just going to be like oh hey remember remember this scene from the movie here's like a slightly different version of that scene <laughs> yeah i actually saw that, something reminds me of that because i just saw I, I actually saw that something i forgot i saw because it was so forgettable uh hocus pocus 2 was like that I, I heard that. Yeah, I heard like a lot. There's a lot of, like just kind of similar or like uh, similar jokes, just or like or just like expanded bigger jokes that were in the first one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Christmas, Christmas Story Christmas is coming out um, on 
November, November 17th, so actually in a couple, like a week or two, like two weeks here, it's going to be on HBO Max, so just time for Thanksgiving, even though it's a Christmas movie. And yeah, so that's it for Trailers this week, so let's jump into some other news. And we got some huge news um, from the Witcher universe. So uh, Henry Cavill is uh, leaving The Witcher as Geralt of Rivia after season three. So the, I, I believe that uh, season three is coming up next year. He's still he's still Geralt in season three. Then season four, which is, the show's been renewed for, uh, Liam Hesworth is now going to be <laughs> Geralt of Rivia. Which are oh boy, the, are they even the same age? I don't think they are. <laughs> I feel like Liam Hemsworth is like younger, so it looks I weird. That I think Liam Hemsworth is like significantly younger than Henry Cavill. So I don't like. Are they gonna? Is it gonna be a freak? Is it gonna be like they're gonna be like oh, now? Now it's younger Geralt's adventures because like it's, it's young Hercules style like, like adventures. Like yeah, if they don't like now if, if they don't acknowledge it, like. They're just like they're just, if they just keep going and don't acknowledge it, and it's like a significantly younger Carol, it's just gonna be like super weird. Unless they unless they do some stupid like, oh, he got hit with a magic spell that de-aged him or something <laughs> like. Which I mean, you could I mean you could do that. I mean, there's also, obviously like with like you know we saw like Yennefer like there's processes where you can like significantly alter your appearance and stuff, but like. <laughs> That would be uh, that would be crazy if they just were like it's the same it's yeah it's 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 the same it's the current time present time timeline but it's just he's 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 like younger now. <laughs> I mean, if they just needed a season where it's like taking place before the first episode of the oh, Witcher, I, that, that takes place like a hundred years or so before seventy five years or so before. I just I just looked at uh Liam Liam Hemsworth is uh seven years younger than Henry Cavill. It's like significant. Pretty yeah, pretty significant. He's also um I mean I, I mean I guess I mean Henry Cavill hides hides his uh accent like super well. I don't I I I I I don't know if Liam Hemsworth can like hide his Australian accent as well playing Geralt as Henry Cavill has hid his accent, but um. But like Henry Cavill's got a good growl voice. Where I, yeah, I that's that's the, yeah, that's just the, uh, yeah, that's the thing too. Like, <laughs> can can Lee Hemsworth do like good like Carol grunts and fucks as well as Henry Cavill? I don't think so. I, I don't know. I'm calling it. It's this, not a this, good, this yeah, this just feels like a huge step down. Like, well, I mean, have you seen the original Polish knockoff Witcher show that they can't even not. call it the Witcher? No. But like of all of all the of all the actor like people you could have cast like Liam Hemsworth <laughs> like he's like he's like the least he's like the least Hemsworth like I would yeah, I, he's I, the I, least Hemsworthy like I, I, I would I'm, I take I would take Luke any day over Liam like at least, like Luke's but Luke is awesome in Westworld so I mean <laughs> and obviously and obviously none of the brothers are as good like Chris is the ultimate obviously but. And like and like like Liam Hemsworth like like what it like hungry like he, like he's just, he's just like he's just been boring and like everything he's been like it's just like like uh, Hunger Games like all right like Independence Day Resurgence <laughs> like most dangerous game on uh, Quib Quibi <laughs> Expendables two 
Like the most interesting thing, the most interesting thing he's ever done is getting uh, a knife kicked into his chest by John Van Damme. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, I think, I think the thing is like we, I think we have to see season four and to see like what, like the first episode of season four and if it's like super, like if it's just like significantly worse, like I think a lot of people are gonna be like. Well, I'm out. <laughs> like, this is the end of The Witcher. Yeah. And, like, it sucks because just in time for people to rediscover the first video game, which, honestly, if you ever see the first video game, it is rough to play. Well, that, well that's they're, like, they're remaking it, like, Unreal Engine now, so... Right, so they're remaking it, and then it's just like, yeah, The Witcher's hot again, Like right? It's like, oh, like, riding the wave of it, and then it's, like, season four, yeah. and you're like, well, that's, that's that. Yeah, my I, I my hope would be like gi- like give like season three have it like, be like a real, like a like an actual like a like a satisfying end for like Henry Cavill's run, and then yeah, have this be some sort of like weird like now it's a prequel now or something <laughs> like or like The Witcher, the college years. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, that's it's a few years off. Yeah, season three is next year. Season four is probably a, like two or three years away. So, um, yeah, ho- hopefully season three is is good, and then <laughs> so Henry Cavill can go out and like a uh, I don't know, and then be super like Superman or whatever whatever he's whatever he's doing now that he can't be in The Witcher anymore. <laughs> so uh, we also got some news this week that there's going to be a Friday the 13th prequel show called Crystal Lake on Peacock. Um, and it's going to be a joint venture from Brian Fuller, who brought us Hannibal and Star Trek Discovery and a bunch of other stuff. Um, and also A24. And uh, yeah, so it, it, it is uh, coming from uh Rob Barsamian, who is who produced the original movie, he's the executive producer on it. Um, and I think this this is the first significant thing from the uh, the legal battle that was raging for a couple of years. Like that got um, that got settled, and um, Victor Miller, who wrote the original movie, now has the rights to uh, like basically like the characters and the like the uh, IP basically because like I, I think the like the uh, The lawsuit was like that. They based like the whoever owned the IP before um, said that like Victor Miller was just like a, a writer for hire, so he didn't actually he didn't he didn't like have the rights to like anything in the movie. And then uh, they like the U.S. The U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals said, oh, he, he does actually because he because he wrote it, so he he has the, he owns the rights now. So it's like. It was up for grabs. Just who can throw the most money at it at that point? Like, what? I mean, that's why. That's why there hasn't been anything since like the remake, hmm. like the Plant and Dudes remake. There hasn't been any, and that's why like the like the game got hit with like uh like uh Synthesis. yeah. But I guess, but I guess, I mean, it's all it's basically all settled now. So we we know who has the rights to it, and then uh, they've <laughs> Victor Miller has given the rights to. Uh, Peacock to do a prequel show. I I, I don't know what a prequel Predator <laughs> Teeth is. Just like Champers, like, like Pamela Voorhees, the lonely year before she like I think it's like what how many years before she 
her son dies and then she goes off to kill or it's not that soon it's like maybe three years well she she killed the like we saw her, like like we saw her kill those two, the two camp like counselors in the beginning and then th- that closed the camp originally and then the new group that comes in in the, in the first movie is like we're gonna reopen the camp after that crazy massacre that happened But yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, there's not, I don't, I don't feel like there's a lot, a lot of like depth to bind for like a, a prequel to like the original movie because like everything happening, everything happening in, in like the first movie, like there's, there wasn't really that much it seemed to be before that. Unless you, unless they just come up with like a new like here's a, here's a new group of campers that like uh, Pamela Voorhees is killing like. I don't know. It's like her neighbors. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, Brian Fuller's done great stuff before. I mean, obviously Hannibal is, is amazing. Um, I, I haven't seen Star, I haven't seen Star Trek Discovery, but I've heard mixed things about it. And then A twenty four obviously does interesting things. So yeah, so th- and this is, this is a straight to series, so it's uh, it is going to be at least it's going to get, get at least one full first season um, on Peacock. No, no release date or anything yet, but uh, coming in the near future to to Peacock. And uh, we also got some news this week about uh, the Wonder Man show. That's gonna be a Disney Plus Marvel show. Um, Yahya Abdul Mateen II is gonna be playing uh, Wonder Man, according to uh, like Deadline and a bunch of other places. Okay. So, so that's yeah. That seems that's a that. I mean, he's great. That's a cool choice. <laughs> Doctor Manhattan is gonna be uh, Wonder Man now. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't a big Wonder Man fan. I know sometimes he's an android. Sometimes he's a human. I wonder which version they're gonna go with him. Yeah, and then uh, and other times he was like, a, was he an actor or something? And he's just like, I'm a superhero now. <laughs> like, I'm, a, I'm an actor with powers. Yeah, he was just like, uh, uh, like an actual mutant that was just like, I'm also gonna just go into modeling and stuff. And I don't yeah. know, Wonder Man. I don't, I don't know what his power was. It was always like he was just generically strong. He he has ion based powers, so it's like he has like ion energy that gives him like kind of like super strength. Basically, I mean, he basically has like super strength, and I think he can. He, can he do like energy blasts? I think probably too. Like he just like uses fists and like shoot out ion beams or whatever. But I guess I mean I just yeah. remember him getting tossed around a lot whenever I read like a West Coast Avengers comic. He sort of became like a joke in the two mm-hmm. thousands era. Yeah. And um, uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, who directed Shang-Chi's, is the uh, showrunner for the Wonder Man show. Uh, ben Kingsley's going to be back on this show. And is going to appear on this show as Trevor Slattery. It's some, it's some capacity, which maybe maybe that like le- maybe that leans more toward like this version of Wonder Man being an actor. Because like, obviously, Trevor Slattery was an actor. So <laughs> maybe that's like they're like, oh, we like ran together as actors <laughs> or something. And I think I think this is like a phase five 
or even maybe like a phase six. I think this is like a, a like a, a ways off until it shows up at Disney Plus. But maybe 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 at this point we'll like we'll like know maybe we'll know like kind of the end game for like the Kang stuff and everything, and maybe they'll they'll factor into that. But uh, other other Marvel news um, is we got some big casting for the Agatha Coven of Chaos, which is the WandaVision spinoff featuring uh, Catherine Hahn as Agatha Harkness. And uh, Aubrey Plaza was cast to co-star in that show. Okay. Which that's, I mean, the, Aubrey Plaza they, up against Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Is she going to reprise her role from Legion? <laughs> that would be amazing, but no, I, I think it makes it, sense. But but yeah, I, I think I think yeah, some 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 new character. There's pretty much no details about uh, Covenant of Chaos, just except like it's gonna it's gonna focus on Agatha, um, Emma Colford Ford, who played Dottie on One Division, is gonna be back. Um, I, I, it, it seems like it's probably, it's probably gonna still take place in Westview. I'd imagine. I mean. I mean, she's stuck there, so, I mean... So, it's just Jersey? <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's probably it's probably going to be her, like, fig- like she figures out oh, some way to, like, break out of that, like, uh... The loop? The, 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 like, whatever, the curse or spell that, like, Wanda put on her, that, like, lock her into, like, her, like, you know, 50s housewife form. Tur- like, turned her back into Agnes. I just want like are they gonna make her like an anti-hero or something? Like, I hope not. It doesn't make sense if she was. Yeah, like oh, we have to now, now we have to root for her against like uh, you know Ari Plaza or whoever, whoever like the villain of the show is, or like I mean she should still be the villain. Like it should be like some of this like Breaking Bad, just like hers, like doing evil shit to people. Like I, I want her to just be like a villain show, not like an anti-hero where it's like suddenly she has like a good side. It yeah, make sense. Yeah, or there's someone worse than her, and now, and now it's like, well, they're they're worse. Like, I just wanted to like become more powerful in magic, but this person wants to, like destroy the world, so I guess I have to fight them or something. <laughs> like, I mean, we already had like we already had Loki go full like redemption. Like now he's like a he's basically a hero now. <laughs> yeah. Or at least like yeah, at least hand a hero leading toward even like just like straight hero. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, who knows? Um, this will be. I think this is coming next year. Um, f- as part of like phase, uh, phase four. I think we're. I think we're going into phase four or phase five. Yeah, because I, I think I think Black Panther next week is gonna is the end of phase four, and then we're going to we're heading into phase five with like uh, Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Media next year. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. So Agatha is gonna, is gonna be like a like late late next year release, so like a fall. It, it probably makes sense to be like a uh, like a how like October like Halloween release because it's probably gonna be like you know in that kind of spooky 
Marvel side of things. Yeah, if it's not going to theaters, like. No, it's I mean it's it's, it's a Disney Plus show. I mean it's not gonna be <laughs> you could put that in theaters. <laughs> I don't, I'm just thinking of um, what should I call it? Uh, like Werewolf by Midnight was sort of close to Halloween. Where, yeah. Where, I mean, so like that sort of made sense. Yeah. Well, I think I think they're planning on like this. This is gonna be like a full like you know eight. Eight, eight to twelve, eight to ten episode show. So, but yeah, lot, lots, lots, lots of stuff coming up <laughs> on Disney Plus for Marvel and all uh, other places for Marvel. So that's it for news. So why don't we jump into show and tell? And um, I think I think you're very much, but. Did you, did you see anything, Chris, or like you only saw like one or two things? Uh, yeah, I saw like Hocus Pocus. Two. Two. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was okay. Like it really rides the fine line of just where the industry is and nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So. You've seen the original Hocus Pocus, right? Yeah, not not for not for a, a long time, but uh, I mean, I've, I've I saw it a bunch. Now, do you care how the Sanders sisters like became witches, or even like why they became witches? Not particularly, no. <laughs> yeah, because in the beginning of the first movie, they're shown to be just like soul-sucking witches who live in the neighborhood that eventually, like, the townspeople had enough and they go after them. But, like, they let them be witches for, I don't know, like, 80 years? Maybe less? It's something where, like, the movie picks up when they're, like, 16. So between 16 until when they're, like, ballpark at 60, then eventually they hang the sisters. But, like... Mm -hmm. That's after they sold. They, they might be even alive longer because they soul suck the dead girl, and then it, you know, starts a whole chain of events. And then that's the them soul sucking kids gets them youth. So it it it's maybe proven that they've been doing this for a while. I don't know. They kind of start the movie off of like how the sisters were run out of town because they were forced to like the um, Bette Midler character. She was forced to married this boy she didn't want to be and because she was all like free-spirited and stuff and very like mean they like were ousting her and then trying to break up the sisterhood but then she runs to the woods the three of them meet like another witch who tells them about like the book you know the um i forgot what it's called like the actual spell book that's alive <laughs> the the not necromonicon yeah yeah and then um just sort of like gives you think this this other witch would play like a bigger role in the movie. I feel like it's cut content. They hint that it could be this character later in this movie, but like they just don't bother. Mm-hmm. So this one witch kind of gives them the rules of what it's like to be a witch. Like, hey, take care of each other, blah blah blah. Like, you can do evil shit. Just like, just be like sisters about it. So it's a weird message to like a like 
I don't know, like, as a kid, if you're like, no, witches are bad, especially like if this is a sequel to that, where like you're not supposed to root for these characters. They try to kill children, like, and then they have killed children, right? Mm-hmm. So the movie tries to redeem them to some points, where now they're after like they just came back, they got summoned because a fan of their first appearance back in 1993 has been waiting like 23 years later to resurrect them secretly and then this new group of girls um are trying to stop the sisters from like i don't know like i i there's no end goal but it just becomes one at the end besides we want souls which is their same motive from the first movie uh the sanders sisters are pissed because now they're, they're this is their second time they're back on the living earth for the past like you know, one year was 1993, and then the next year is 2022. So mm-hmm. it's like, if you think about it, they've only been around for two days. But for some reason, they pick up on all the, like, all the nonsense that it doesn't make sense why they would know the slang, these terms. These, like, super modern-day words. You're like, I don't understand how this movie... Ha-. Like, if you told me they were watching TV, if they read a book, if they did something... It would make sense of why they would know half this shit. Well, it's weird too, because like I've seen, I mean, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I've seen close to it. But it's like, so it's like, yeah, they 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 instantly pick up some stuff, but then they also like are just totally perplexed by other things, like like uh, I, I guess I guess like the whole like Walgreens <laughs> scene. Oh, that is product placement as shit, man. It yeah, unbelievable. There's like a long sequence in this Walgreens. Yeah. Um. But basically, I don't mind that, where they basically, they think, oh, like, we're in the future now from that. Like, they, they kind of understand that this isn't the last 23 years. Like, things have improved. Like, there's Halloween, there's people dressed up. But they would know that from, like, the, the other time they were back. Like, it didn't advance that far, where basically um, witches are now a full society, like, are integrated full society, and they're, like, comfortable. But they sort of get tricked into believing that. It's a very long stretch of logic, you know. But they don't meet anyone that, like, helps them in that kind of meaningful way. You know, in the first movie, they sort of meet, like, the Satan guy. And he sort of, like, helps them and sort of, like, they flirt with, like, other people. Or they, they kind of, like, learn by just, like, adapting to their surrounding. There is none of that here. Like, Maybe the only thing that that happens that's modern is that like instead of the vacuum cleaner, the mop, and the broom gag that they did in the first movie, mm-hmm. it's like a another broom. It's a Swiffer Swiffer this time, and then it's like Roombas. Like what the the larger sister uses a Roomba, and they become like characters. Like the Roombas become possessed. I don't know why, but it's like they slowly become like their own characters. Then, in a weirder twist, the book becomes its own character. Like, more so where the book actually has, like, an arc to it. It is weird. Like, you know, the first movie, the book was just sort of there, and it was creepy that it had an eyeball? Yeah. So in this movie, the book straight up has emotions, and then, like, it it chooses, like, its master, sort of, like... There's this one part in the beginning of the movie where it says, all right, like, you're able to do, like, anything as a witch, but just don't do this last 
spell, like this most powerful spell, or you regret it. And so it's such a like Chekhov's gun that it, obviously that's like what's gonna happen. So the Sanders sisters do it, like, but they just don't read. Like the book doesn't want to like let the sisters do it, and then. Like, they do it anyway because she memorized the spell, but she didn't memorize the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you want to hear the spoiler? Sure. Uh, this spell is sacrificing your sisters. Like, it, it's, it's like, oh, to become, like, the most powerful witch, you have to sacrifice, like, those you love. So she can become more powerful. So it's like, I guess that makes her, like, more powerful and able to hang around the plane of existence. But they, she doesn't know that until, like, after she casts it and her sister's fucking, like, be turned into dust. And it's actually pretty sad. Like, that's why I was like, oh, fuck you, movie. Like, you can't make me, like, you can't make, like, villains that are also, like, this fun. But then you also don't, you make them way too regretful at the end where she starts taking it back. She's like, no, no, like, I, I didn't want to do this. This is not what I want. So then, uh, she gets straight up mercy killed in this movie. Like, she doesn't want to be there anymore. She hates, like, what happened. So she sort of gets tricked, but then sort of accepts it that, like, the the new, like, the main characters, I, like, I, forgettable characters, they, like, they, they say, oh, hey, we've got another spell that can reverse all this. And she goes, like, I'll do anything to, like, not feel this way. And then they straight up give her, like, a killing spell that's, like, okay, like, we'll send you, we'll, like we'll send you to where you're happy. And it's like, well, where are you? And then she kind of realizes where she was happiest is with them and they're dead. So it's like, so she dies too. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, it's very like, it, what's the point of living if it's like, you're not living with who you want to be with, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that straight up is like, oh, you trick this woman. Like, I get it that she's the villain, but you straight up, like, are trying... You you tricked her to death, like... And she's accepting it because in the last, like, two days that she's been alive, in the last, like, 20-something years, like... It's been shitty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh... She redeemed herself. There was a bigger bad villain. There was a, um... Maybe they came to a compromise. Nope. <laughs> like, it jumped straight to, like watch all these gags, and then we don't know where to, how to end this movie. Let's just end on a sad note just to make sure that, like, you know, your your um, your wish of being a witch isn't, like, easy. But the main characters become a witch, and it's, like, it's sort of, like, hinted that they might turn out the same. Like, it's a very, like, weird, ambiguous ending. Maybe that's how I read into it, but it makes it seem like, no, 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 like, the more you practice witch powers, the more, like, you accidentally, like, become, like, the Sanders sisters, because, like, they started out normal, too. They had good ambitions, but then, look what happened to them, you know? And the movie sort of shows that's like, yeah, like, eventually, like, your own power consumes you, but it's fine for now. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's why I was like, is that the message that this becomes, like, a goddamn, like, cycle, where it's like, the you change owners based on like how like insane you went with your power and that's hocus pocus too <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So I kind of wish they continued that in Hocus Pocus 3, where, like, the main characters in the first one are now the villains, because now it's like they've gotten power-hungry. And then they die also. Like, I, I, like that's why I'm like, what is happening? I, why would you humanize these characters so much that when they die, you get sad, but then you introduce these rules that, like, also say, like, it can happen to anyone? Like, it can happen... You're just born... Like, yeah, like... You can unlock your magic powers by chance. Like, it, it it's sort of like you're born special. So I'm like, okay, so... But it's so far, the pattern is everyone that's born special becomes evil. Like, there's... It seems like there's no middle ground. If they introduce, like, a good witch character and a bad witch character, that'd be fine. But you can't introduce, like, the good guys of this story. And it's like, no, but, like, in everyone's opinion, they're all the good guy until a certain point, right? So it's like, you, you can't introduce this magic that also corrupts you over time because basically, like, it, you need to rely on it more. And then, then it's like, what you do with it, you'd show, like, they didn't show us the good side of using your magic powers. It just so far shown us the bad side, like, two out of three times. And then the only good side is try not to get killed by the bad witch. But then I get why you use magic in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't... The first movie has a very, like, good understanding of good versus evil. But the second movie sort of throws that out the window. Where it's like, oh, like, they're gonna be the Sanders sisters, maybe another version of them. Like, it, it sort of works in a cycle. So, who knows? Um, but the main steal away from the movie is that, like, um, uh, what's the actor... What's the the like contortionist actor that that could be in almost anything? He's slender. He's been in a lot of Guillermo del Toro movies. Are you talking about Doug Jones? Doug Jones. So yeah. Doug Jones is back. Uh, Doug Jones plays Billy Butcher, uh, who was in the first movie as the zombie, mm-hmm. and in this movie, turns out he never fell asleep. He's just been lying there apparently so for like 20 something years he's just been like quiet because um his curse wasn't finished apparently so it's kind of like funny it's a a quick throwaway gag line but it's one of those like horrible implications that he's just been alive and waiting in his grave for that long um but he's back and it's fun because he like there's sort of like great humor with him being the zombie on Halloween and they sort of play with their quick montage. But yeah, and the funny part is he doesn't meet the main heroes until maybe the last like five minutes of the movie. <laughs> okay. It, it, he meets like a side character and they have their own thing. And but they never cross paths. Like it's a it becomes a different movie for him compared to the main witches. That's what I'm saying. Like it the it, it's very strange. It definitely feeds into the fanfare that likes his character from the first movie, but it's also like, this isn't how I want to see this. Like, this seems like a TV show where the one episode focuses on this one character. And you're like, but this is a movie. Like, where's, how's this going to overall? I was saying, the book has a better arc, where initially the book, like, is asleep in the beginning because it's been so long. And then when the sandwiches come back, the book goes back. And then because the Sanchez interests are pissed at, like, being back, they want to use the ultimate spell, which then the book decides, like, fuck that, I'm out. Like, 
you don't deserve me. He doesn't, the book doesn't talk or anything. It's all, like, emoted, and then how the book, like, flickers pages is very, like, it's very, you know, body language-wise. Um, but yeah, then the book chooses a new master, which happens to be the main character of the movie. And the curse continues. So, it's not like a go-and-see-it movie. It's definitely, like, correctly criticized, where it, it's a lot of, like, fanfare nostalgia, but it doesn't make sense. It's a lot of just scenes that they just tie loosely together. Uh, maybe certain parts are, like, fun to watch. Like, there's one part with the mayor, mm-hmm. who is a descendant of this original, this this family, and the Sanders sisters, like, day and age. So the fact that, like, their family's back from, like, the Salem witch trials till now. And he's actually, like, super opposite from his ancestors. Instead of being, like, a hard-ass religious person, he's very, like, um, very, very, like, likable, very happy, but he's just stressed because being the mayor is tough. And then his character just exits the movie. It's like he's so underutilized. He is, he's not even sure what the witches are. Like, it's one point where, like, he sort of crosses paths with the Sanders sisters, but he still doesn't give a... Sh- he's so over the movie that it's just like, well, I'm going to bed. And then you never see him again. It's super crazy because... You figure there'll be this big relation thing. There might be some closure. There might be some, I don't know, like reconnection between this father and this this character's his daughter, who's part of the main hero troop. And it's like, it's not. It's like he sort of just slows. He just gives up on being a parent after a while. He's like, whatever. Like I'm going to leave. Like it's up to you to like clean this up. I mean, I'll talk to you tomorrow about it. Just sort of like goes to bed. So it's very unfulfilling story-wise, you know. <laughs> At least in the first movie, they kind of had like, you know, the parents were so involved. They were cursed with the dance thing. That's why they weren't around. Like they explained a good amount. This movie, they do a dance number that's based on the curse, right? They do uh, another like, I don't know. Um, th- they sing one way or another the Blondie song. Mm-hmm. So she, they sing that, but I don't know if it's just, like, they ran out of money for the budget, or it'd be more ironic this way, but you know how, like, in the first movie, the curse is to dance until they die, or until the Sand Sisters died, and the curse is broken? Yeah. So in this movie, it's like, go, go, like, flash mob dance your way to find where the mayor is in town. And then you think it's gonna be this big thing where they 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 like kind of dance and then they see him they dance towards him in this like mob fashion and the mayor's just like oh like thanks for loving me like I'm I'm appreciating you like the citizens like show me your gratitude and then as soon as they get within like a foot of the mayor they like stop dancing because like the curse is broke the curse meets the end because it's like oh no you're supposed to just find him that's it like we didn't specify what next so. It's, like, stupid that way, which I enjoy, because, yeah, like, they did exactly what the curse said, and they just didn't have a follow-up, so they all just leave. (laughs) Like, it just ends that scene, and there's no mention of that. He, like, he doesn't bring up to anyone, doesn't tell anyone, he's just like, anyway, like, back to my business. (laughs) And, like, it's like, that to me worked, and I was like, okay, I've got high hopes, like, this is the halfway point. 
Does it get any better than that? Does not. Yeah, I'll probably, I'll, I'll probably see it at some point. It's 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 kind of it's not like a, <laughs> a must watch. high priority right now for me, but it was for some people. Mm-hmm. It was for Janet. Oh, she was a- oh, it made. I think it was the most watched because Nielsen does like the uh, streaming ratings, but they're like delayed by like a month or something. But I think I like it, it had like two point five billion hours watched or something. Holy crap! What people watching that on repeat? Yeah, it's it's like it's like the most the most watched things since Nielsen started like doing like their like uh, ratings. But uh, yeah, anything else, Chris? Uh, nah. <laughs> well, I saw a bunch of stuff. So I saw uh, I finally saw Black Adam. I didn't get a chance to see it opening week, um, but I saw it. On, I actually saw it on Halloween. Um, and yeah, it was, it I thought it was fine. Um, it's, it feels like a, like if you compared it to like a Marvel movie, it's, it was, if this was like a phase two movie to be like, yeah, that was solid. Cause it, it, cause it, it doesn't really, it doesn't do anything that you haven't really seen before. And it does some stuff that I thought we were kind of like beyond, like there's a sky beam <laughs> at one point, um, toward the end where it's just like, I thought we were I thought we were past sky beams because everyone's making fun of the sky beam is like this like you know like this like generic like kind of stupid like climax thing of like there's always like a a magical beam that you have to go stop. But that but that's back uh, for Black Adam. Um, but yeah, I mean there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun stuff in it. Um, like I think the Justice Society is like really cool, even though it seems like like it feels like there should have been like a like a, some sort of other movie, or like it feels like there was a movie that we didn't see because they just like drop everyone, they just like like drop everyone in with like no explanation. I'm just like, oh, you know Hawkman, right? You know Doctor Fate. I mean, if you're a DC fan, you know them, but like if you have if you've only been watching the movies, like you don't really like there's like there's just like no explanation, like or like. Like Amanda Waller just calls Hawkman. And he's like, "Hey Hawkman, go do the. You gotta go fight Black Adam." He's just like, "All right, let me get my team." And but it's like, I feel like it, it skips right because I feel like there should be a whole like we don't answer to you thing. Yeah, but apparently well, they do. Well, it, uh, yeah, but also if it, it feels like there sh- like there should have been just like a like Justice Society movie <laughs> that would like introduce them and then they're like, "Oh man, now the Justice Society is like back in for Black Adam and they're, they're fighting Black Adam now." But it's just like they just they just kind of show up and you're set you kind of be like, all right, I don't know, I don't know where these where they've been for like all the other events that have been going on in like the very confusing disjointed DC extended universe, but they're here now, I guess. Yeah, like apparently Hawkman has just been like you know like doing missions, <laughs> and, he, and and he's like like he's the head of the Justice Society, and he and Doctor Fate have been just like doing stuff for years apparently. And then, then they bring in like two, like t- two, like younger rookie members, like Cyclone and Adam Smasher. But uh, but, but yeah, but basically, but basically, yeah, Vanderbilt, like, cause like, so Black Adam is freed from his uh tomb or his you know prison in Kondok, which is like you know his the country where he was the protector of, and uh, but but, but like the, the like Kondok has been like taken over for like 
I guess like I, I think they said years or it's it, it, for like an extended period of time in like the present day by like Intergang, which is like a you know DC kind of criminal syndicate, but they basically like control the country, um, and and then there's like a like um there's like uh like Adriana Tomas who's like I got I guess like in the like is is if you like the comic equivalent is Isis but she doesn't have any powers in Black Adam she's just like a archaeologist slash like resistance fighter but they're they're looking for like this like um it's like the crown of Sabak which is like this like very powerful evil artifact but like they're like they're worried the inter- inner gang's gonna find it and like use it so they're trying to like find it first and like hide it somewhere else. But then in the it's the it's this like Chronos Sabak is in the same tomb as Black Adam, so they unleash Black Adam, and then he like starts like killing Intergang people. But then because he's because he's like super powerful, and then killing like just like slaughtering these like Intergang people, like the U.S. is like, well, we gotta stop him because he's like, he's like way too powerful. Like we can't have this guy like running around doing stuff. So just a society go go get him. <laughs> So that's 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 pretty much most of the movies. Just like just decided like trying to like fight Black Adam and like him just being like well, <laughs> like 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 fighting like fighting them and then like maybe like deciding if he wants to be like like the protector of Kondok or like if he wants to like take it over or like if he wants to like like take over the whole world or like it's like it's kind of like like it's a lot of the movies like him trying to figure out like what he actually wants to like accomplish. And there there is kind of an interesting thing of like. Like they 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 bring it up in the movie like where it's like well why why all of a sudden now are they coming like why is the just say like coming now when they this the country this country has been like over over like been like under like authoritarian rule by this like evil like criminal gang for years and no one cared but now Black Adam's here and then now suddenly they care so there's there's, there's some like interesting kind of like I mean it's not like it's not like crazy political but there's there's some like interesting like kind of social like commentary or like interesting like story beats going on of like oh the just society is kind of like they're kind of hypocrites a little bit <laughs> and they're not like they're not like fully like like you know they're not fully like oh beacons of like like justice or something and like black adam is like kind of has a point even though he's just like killing everybody <laughs> well he's killing just terrorists he's not murdering sure of anyone else yeah, which which is which is just like just say he shows up and like you can't kill people and it's just like but he's, but he's killing like terrorist mercenaries who have taken over this country by force and they're like 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 holding the people hostage in this country so it's like I mean but just just because like like they don't control Black Adam they're like oh well he's like, we we gotta like, we gotta throw him in like a a task force X prison <laughs> because he's like way too powerful to be out there. I did see that like tube thing in trailers where they they sort of like I don't know it, it, they they stole the tube from GI Joe Retaliation yep. yeah they just put like co commander in that like prison aqua chamber mm-hmm. but that's how you stop Black Adam you like dip him in water <laughs> well it's it, it's at some point he gets uh put in one of those uh through through circumstances of the, of the plot um. But yeah, like I, I, even though, even though like they're like they have like maybe they're not like they have like dubious, somewhat dubious like uh, motivations. Like I think the Justice Society is like is like actually pretty cool. Like especially Hawk, Hawkman and Doctor Fate are like are, are definitely like super like super well done. I mean maybe the best versions of the characters that have, have been like I mean definitely the best live action versions of the characters. Um, 
I mean, the last time I like we saw like Hawk people was like the first season of Legends of Tomorrow, which was terrible. <laughs> but um, and then I, 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 was Doctor Fate on like Smallville? I I I, I don't know if like Doctor Fate has been like in live action uh in anything. I I, I mean he showed up a bunch. Oh yeah, he was in Smallville. I don't I never saw that, but I, I'm assuming that was not like as good as this. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure, I don't I'm assuming that wasn't up to like Pierce Brosnan level because Pierce Brosnan is fantastic in this movie. Um. Yeah, Aldous Hodges is, is super is like super great as Hawkman too. He's like super cool and this like he's like he's basically like like a Batman like he's just like like, like a super just super rich like <laughs> he just has like and everything is like Hawk themed like he's he's got all he's like like he's got the Hawk jet he's got the Hawk armor you know <laughs> he's got all, like his his like uh mace turns into like different weapons like he turns mace into like an axe and stuff and like use that. And then I mean the rock is doing his rock thing. I mean he's 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 slightly less like he's not as like I mean he's he's like anti-hero so he he's just like killing people and stuff but he still is like dropping one-liners and stuff and you know he has a like a, a kid like this kid befriends him so he has like this like kid psychic basically which is was kind of weird but it's also, it's also there's a weird weird bit of it too because like Black Adam like shows up and he's been like asleep for 5000 years but then they don't really explain like all of a sudden he just he's he's just like talking like he's just talking in like perfect English, but like they don't there's no like explanation there, there's no scene of like him like learning English or like trying to like or like um them teaching like he just he just shows like he he shows up a couple hours later after like he like first wait, like escapes from his tomb and he's just like I speak English now. <laughs> <laughs> Because he was he was speaking like you know like like Kandaki or whatever like the language is for Kandak, but um, which I it, I feel like it would have been like better like make him more of like a threat or like maybe scarier if he just didn't like speak English and they like, didn't have like one honors like if he just if he just like you know like spoken his language and they were just like well we don't know what the hell he's talking about or what he's saying. I mean, it, it should be like the apocalypse, X Men Apocalypse approach, where basically he shows up and has to learn through magic or something yeah, about yeah. modern era. You can't just show up. Like, does he actually this, use any modern day slang, or is he just very like? Stuck? They they actually do. They kind of do like a Terminator Two thing, where like this kid who is like um like the son of like. Isis slash Adrian Tomas, like he is like teaching him like slang and trying to make, hey, you need to catch, you're you're super, you're our, you're our superhero, you need like you're like a conduct superhero, like you need a catchphrase, like you should update your costume, like, and then he's like, so he's and he's like, oh, you should you should like say this, you should like you need to, like tell people like when he kills people, you need to, like give them like you need to, like say something cool before you kill them, and then like so he's then like like. Black Adam's like screws that up. Like he tries to do that sometimes, and then he screws it up. Like he, like he kills someone, and then like then says the one liner, and then the kid's like, "Oh yeah, you got to do it before you kill them." So it's like there's like it's like Terminator Two, like Black Black Adam's like is the T one T eight hundred like trying or T one hundred one like learning like this like modern modern quips and like modern like you know references and stuff. And there's and there's some things where like he kind of is like like a fish out of water where he's like, like he doesn't understand like modern things, but then also like sometimes he does understand modern things where he like immediately picks up modern things. It's like it's really weird. Like he sees like a TV and he thinks he thinks it's like magic wizards, but then he but then he does like what he saw on the TV <laughs> later in like a fight. So it's like it, it, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of weird. There's a lot of, like like some some weird stuff going on, but 
it's 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 mostly the rock just like doing his like a slightly more serious um version of like what he normally does which is fine But yes, I mean, over, I mean, overall, it, it was fun. I mean, it was mostly fun. Like, if you're a fan of like the DC stuff, like, it, it it's it's very it's very it seems like it very is very inspired by like Zack Snyder stuff. So if you're a fan of like you know like Justice League, like his version of Justice League, or like Man of Steel, or Batman vs Superman, there's a lot of like the action feels like a lot, very Zack Snyder. There's a lot of like slow motion, um, and like speed ramping stuff, um. And like the kind of look of it, like it looks, it has that kind of like Zack Snyder DC look. So, if you're if you're a fan of that stuff, like it's 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 definitely in that vein of of like the DC side. I just I just I don't I don't I, just, I don't know what like going forward is, are we gonna like go forward with this or are we gonna like totally re- reset because like you know James Gunn and Peter Safran are like the heads of DC now and they're DC Studios, so it's like. Are we are we gonna totally reboot everything? Like, is Henry Cavill gonna be back and just like, like we're just gonna keep going with Superman? Like, in like from here, or like is Black Adam gonna come back? Or like, it's it's really retired for DC right now. It's yeah, to be like bold, introducing new heroes and concept, and then it's just like, and that's a one-time thing. Yep. Now we're we're, reboot, we're rebooting the universe. Is it just cheaper to just keep doing? Reboots, or is I feel like having? I, I feel like it would it'd be super crazy if they were like we're we're rebooting we're, like we're rebooting everything, but Henry Cavill's still Superman. Like that'd be like so insane and weird. Like, wasn't that like the Flash was gonna do that, and then now they're like backpedaling because they have no idea what they're gonna do. I I I think they're probably gonna like uh figure out some way to like. Like, like it's like, oh, Flashpoint happened, or like, like it's alternate universe. Like, like, uh, like this person who's not a, this person, this person who's not a crazy lunatic is gonna be uh the Flash now. But uh, yeah, I I would say yeah, check if, if you're a fan of, like DC stuff, like the like you know like yeah, most of these, like, I would say it's like up middle upper level of like these, like it's. It's like firmly in like like the middle. It's like put it up, you know, put it up with like Aquaman or something like that. And I mean, it'll probably be on HBO Max in like a couple months. So if you don't don't catch the theaters, you can watch it on HBO Max soon. So. And then I watched a bunch of spooky stuff because obviously it was Halloween. Um, Halloween weekend into Halloween last week. So, I've I've seen all but one episode of. Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, which is on Netflix, which I've been waiting, waiting, I've been highly anticipating because it seemed like, and then confirmed after watching it, it's def, it's definitely like the spiritual successor to Masters of Horror, um, which I know Chris, you and I are both big fans of. Mm-hmm. The the uh, classic was that a Showtime show, I think, or was that was it Cinema, Cinemax or what? What was that on? Yeah. Was that Showtime? Yeah. Which I, th- I think it's actually on Tubi now. <laughs> it's like all, I think all, every episode is on, is on Tubi. If you want to watch, that's weird. Yeah. Um. But yeah, th- I mean that that was like an anthology show back in the day, that, which were you know they they gathered like the the best of the best or like like you know legendary horror directors and had to, let them do like like shorts like episode anthology episodes. This is this is a similar idea where it's like Gilmore Toro gathered like a bunch of like. Um, up and coming or like very like you know critically acclaimed horror directors and had them do like short episodes for this. So you got like um Vincenzo Natale who directed like 
Cube and Split and um, I think Into the Tall Grass. He directed an episode. David Pryor, who directed The Empty Man, um, directed an episode. Uh, Panos Cosmatos, who directed Mandy and uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, uh, directed an episode. Jennifer Kent, who directed The Babadook. Catherine Hardwick, who directed like Twilight and a bunch of other stuff. So yeah, a lot, a lot of a lot of, like very like critically acclaimed uh, horror directors um, directing episodes, and some some of them like Guillermo del Toro like uh, I think wrote a couple uh, or co-wrote a couple of the episodes. Um, there's there's two, at least two H.P. Lovecraft adaptations, which actually you can you you can directly compare one of the episodes to like a Masters of Horror because they both adapted the same story. So like. Dreams in the Witch House, which is an H.P. Lovecraft story. Um, there's a Cabinet Curiosities episode, and there's a Masters of Horror episode. So I might actually try to watch the Masters of Horror episode, just kind of like see what's different, like what's different about them. And I, and I think Stuart Gordon directed uh, Reanimator and other uh, like, and like From Beyond um, directed like the Masters of Horror episode for that story. Um, and then this one, this, Catherine Hardwick had directed the Cabinet Curiosities episode. But I mean, all, all the ones I've seen so far have been really good. Um, like, definitely, like a lot of them have the, have the style of, of like the director. So, like, especially like I, the last one I saw was like the the Panos Cosmatos episode. So it definitely has that like crazy, like psychedelic synthy seventies eighties vibe of like Mandy. <laughs> like it's it's all just like vibes and colors and synth music. <laughs> I see. And and that one, that one is basically like Peter Weller invites a bunch of people to like his crazy like sci-fi seventy basically like a sci-fi like seventy sci-fi set but it's like his house and he's like this very like reclusive rich guy and he and he's, he basically invited a bunch of people like to his house to like show them like this like new new addition to his collection he's he's gotten um and there's like kind of a big there's like a long build up like where they're like they're, all, they're also like do like various drugs and have like conversations and then they get like this like room with this crazy artifact that he found um and then also and it's like and like eric andre and like charlene yi and steve agee are in that episode so it's like, like the cast of that was crazy and then like it's like all, all like very like uh visually it's like very interesting with like pretty much like no natural lighting it's all just like oranges and blues and reds and crazy lighting and synth music and cocaine and <laughs> cocaine pot and like heroin and, like whatever other drugs you're going on and, and set in the 70s and then i think i think definitely one of the other stand episodes is uh the autopsy which is the day prior um episode which has f marie abraham as this coroner who gets called into like the small town and because there's been like this like accident in a mine and like this this guy basically like went crazy and like, like caused an explosion in the mine um and so like fmr abraham's like doing the aut- autopsy on, the, on like everyone who got it was in this accident but then he finds out, like one of them the, like the guy the guy who caused the explosion is like not like there's very bizarre things going on with his body and what is like what, what his backstory is so it's it, it, it that one has like very like it feels like a like kind of like it has like a procedural like it's very like it, just like kind of mystery of like what what is what is actually happening like who who is this who is this person that like I forget is, is now doing the, the autopsy on but yeah, yeah I think they're all they're all definitely worth watching um it's 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 a very like 
all, all the episodes look, look fantastic. Um, I, I feel like one of the like like requirements was like Yamato was like you have to have like a really cool practical like creature or like character in it because they all have like a like a very cool Toro style like uh, like like crazy creature or like a like a, a person in a suit or something. So that that's an awesome part of the show is like you'll you'll definitely get at least one like really cool practical uh, like special effect thing in every episode. <laughs> the other cool, the other cool thing was like, uh, the Toro is basically, like, he's like, he's like the Rod Sterling of the show. So like, he'll, he'll like introduce every episode and he has, he, actually, he literally has like a cabinet of curiosities next to him that like drawers open up and like things like, like flip open on it. He pulls levers and then like something else opens on it. Like, it's like a really cool, like, like, actual practical thing that he like like it, it would like interact with like introduce every every each story and so yeah so he's like the like he like is like the uh you know intro narrator like presenter of every episode every episode so yeah de- definitely 100 percent definitely check it out even though even even if halloween is is over like definitely it's still worth checking out if you're like the horse if you're a horror fan, if you're a fan of like any of the directors that have like did done episodes, like like it definitely has like their like if you're a fan of like their style, like it seems like their style is like intact in their in their episodes. So definitely definitely worth checking out on Netflix. And then the other spooky thing is I, I got to see I got to check out the uh, I got a review copy of the Universal Classic Monsters Icons of Horror Volume Two, which is a 4K of uh it's a four four movie collection all 4k it is the bride of frankenstein the mummy creature from the black lagoon and fan of the opera the 1943 version of fan of the opera so i got to check those out um it's i think i, I think i said about the first like because i there's a review on the site but i think about i said about the first volume two where it's like if you if you really want um like these if you're a fan of these movies and you want them in like the highest possible quality you can possibly get them in then this is probably worth getting. But if you don't really care that much about quality, there's like other sets that have like more movies in them. That might be like a better bang for your buck. Cause like, it's like, you know, it's like on Amazon, it's like 70, 79.99 for like four movies. But you, there's like, I think there's like, there's like Blu-rays or DVD collections. They have like 30 movies in them of the universal monsters and stuff. So it's basically like, if you, if you want quality, if you want the quality, then this is like the, I mean, this is the set to look at. But if you want like quantity, there's there's other sets that like have more uh, movies in them. But I mean, but the movies look like absolutely like they're absolutely fantastic. Like it's like the 4K is like incredible on all these. Like it's just like it's so crystal clear. Even like it makes the like in black and white. It just makes like the the blacks like like super super like black and the and like the rest of it like pop. And uh, Fan of the Opera is interesting in this collection because it's, it's like the only movie between the two sets that ha- is in color. So that so that really po- that one really pops with like the H- like if, like HDR and 4K if you have if you have that stuff on your TV, um like that that version like really especially because that one's all about like uh it has, it has like these big like lavish like opera numbers with like all like a bunch of performers and colors and sets and like it's in this like really like super like decadent fancy theater so like that 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 version like really pops in 4k although it's kind of it's kind of weird they include that version not like the i you would think they would include like the 1925 like lon cheney phantom of the opera because i feel like i feel like that one's like the more well-known like popular one because i mean that's that if 
whenever they reference like whenever you reference like family opera like like it's like in like in like classic horror sense it's it's usually that one like you, you like you always see that scene of like the mask you take off Lon Chaney is and it's a, it's a, it's like that like iconic like makeup like face on him mm-hmm. which that, that was that and that, that that version was even like in like the like recent like shutters like 101 scariest movie moments like like that version of family opera was in that list but then the 43 versions included in this like collection so which is kind of weird and, I, and i've never seen the 43 version before so that was the first time watching that movie which it's interesting it's 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 good it's not really scary it's not scary or horror really at all like it's more of like a like opera musical like it's it's much more focused on like lavish big opera numbers than like the fan i'm doing like uh you know murdering people or like like doing whatever he's doing Right. And also, and also, like the look, like his look, his look when he take the mask off is like he just kind of has like a, a like a, a slightly burned scar on his face. Like it's not like it's not like the Lon Chaney where it's just like he's like a he is t- a, like a total monster. Like it's just like oh, I got my half my face is like slightly burned. Like I'm a monster. Don't look at me. <laughs> like right, right. Um, but he, but he's he's played by Claude Rains, who was the Invisible Man. So he was in. So the Invisible Man was in the first collection. And now we got another Claude Rains movie in this version. Um, it's also like this. This version also has like a, a like kind of a, like a. It's it basically a, it's like a romantic like uh, like comedy like love triangle going on. That's like like a lot of the focus too. So it's like there's like big musical numbers and like this romantic comedy love triangle where it's just like and it, there's it's just like and then also it, sometimes there's a fandom that runs around like sometimes kills people or sometimes just like lurks in the background does nothing so it's it's, it's kind of just like weird like for like a, a, definitely a weird version included in this set and also just like a weird version of the phantom just because like it's it's like not like the phantom kind of takes the back seat for a lot of it to like focus on like these like big opera numbers or like you know romantic comedy wackiness so <laughs> i don't know it's it's it's, it's definitely interesting um, I think it's like the only Universal monster movie that like of that era to like win an Oscar because it won for like art direction I think and like cinematography. Um, and then another thing I, I I realized which I, I it's probably gonna be blasphemy but like Bride the Frankenstein I'm not really that big a fan of. <laughs> it's slower. It's it yeah I mean it, it it's it's that one like the, the main thing about that one was like. The, it's like weird. It's weird that the bride doesn't do like the main character of the movie doesn't do anything. Like literally does not do anything except scream. Like and she only shows up for like the last five minutes. If if that. Does she die because she's shocked that she's a bride? They like the Frank like the Frankenstein's monster. The monster basically is like we we don't we should be we we should stay dead. You shouldn't have brought us back. And then he like like collapses like the like the laboratory on them. So he, so he basically kills both of them, and also like Doctor Pretorius, who's like the the new scientist they introduced that like is like wants like Doctor like, Victor Frankenstein, Frankenstein to help him make like another like a, another creature. And, and there's like a weird, there's like a crazy plot where like Doctor Pretorius has made like tiny people already. Mm-hmm. Like he's he made like these like he's like tiny people he keeps in jars, but he's like I want to make like a full size uh, reanimated person like you did with your creature. And then, and then there's a lot of there's a lot of the movies just like the creature kind of like, just like like so like Boris Karloff 
uh, just kind of like wandering around, like meeting different people, and like he, he meets like the blind man that becomes friends with him, and there's, so that's like a whole like ten minute segment of just like like Frankenstein's like Frankenstein's monster just like drink like dr- like smoking cigarettes and like hanging out with his new friend. <laughs> I forgot how much of a comedy that part is. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot more comedy, a lot more like Boris Karloff needs to do a lot more acting because the, like because like the, like the monster actually like talks in this one a lot. Um, and because because like I don't know if the, his like blind friend teaches how to talk or he just he just like he's been he's been like 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 animated long enough that he remembers how to talk or something. But he he's definitely much more talkative, much more he's still a lot more emotions besides just like wandering around threateningly and like <laughs> killing people. Um, he just he just kill a bunch of people like especially like right off the bat like he just like murders he murders the parents of the little girl he killed killed in the first movie. Oh, they're back. Like yeah, they're back. Like 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 the father of the girl. The girl is like, I need to make sure he's dead because it picks up like it picks up right from the end of like Frankenstein, where like they they like collapsed the windmill on him. But he like there was like a secret like kind of like underground cave tunnel, uh, under the windmill. So that's where like Frankenstein's monster like uh hid and was protected. But then like the the, the father of the little girl goes down there and like. It's like, cause I want to make sure he's dead. We gotta, my little girl. I gotta make sure. And then, and then the monster just like drowns him immediately, and then like, like, like climbs out <laughs> the hole and throws the mother into the hole and kills her. So, but yeah, yeah. Brian Frankenstein. It, 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 I feel like it, it kind of feels like it's it, it's a bit meandering. And like, it, like, it, like the main plot you think it would have, which is like creating the bride, is like the last ten. 10, 5, 10 minutes of the movie, and the, everything else is, is, is like just like like random side plots or like random just like <laughs> like like the monsters like interacting with people. So I don't know. I mean, I I, 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 I understand it's like a you know it's a horror classic, but it's, it's definitely not my favorite of the of the of the, the Universal Monster canon. I mean, two of my two of my favorites are in this collection though. The Creature from the Lagoon and the Mummy are like two of my favorite. Uh, Universal monster movies, so like having those in like the highest possible quality you possibly have, they've ever been seen in is pretty awesome. So yeah, I would say yeah, if you're if you're a fan of like if you're a fan of the move of, of these movies, um, and you want them in like the best possible quality you can possibly get them in, I'd say check out this collection. But if you want like a bunch of them in like one, like, if you if you if, if Blu-ray is fine or like even like even if like DVD is fine, I would say look, there's other collections that might give you more movies for a, a lower price but if you if you i mean if, if you get, if you get this collection like these movies are gonna they like look incredible so oh i will oh uh, one thing too is i will the special features are not are okay but there's nothing new like all, all the special features are from like older versions of these movies on like blu-ray or dvd so that's also maybe a factor. Like you don't, you're not getting any like new documentaries or new behind the scenes or new anything really uh, for special features. There, there's like there's commentaries in each one with like like film historians, which is pretty cool. Um, there's some like there's like some like documentaries about like from like for each movie like for like that has like behind the scenes information like history of them. Um, and each one has and also each one has like a like a like a slideshow of like. All the all the posters and all the, like the product, like uh, promo photos and stuff from back in the day. So that's pretty interesting. But if you if you have like older ver- if you have like other versions of, the, of these movies, you probably already have 
these features that are on this this like uh, 4K. And they're also they're definitely not they're not up they're not up uh, scaled to 4K. They are oh, very they're very noticeably like DVD slash Blu-ray quality. I think probably I probably probably DVD quality because like it is like you 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 watch like the movie it's like wow this is stunning like this this movie looks like incredible and then it's like you you go to the special feature and it's like it's like a like a, a crappy DVD quality you're like oh wow okay oh <laughs> no yeah this is this is not 4K I, 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 I guess it's 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 good to like if you want to see like how good it looks in 4K compared to like DVD because I mean they're showing clips in the movie. And so you can see, like, oh, this is DVD quality, and then you, you, you like, it's you just saw like the crystal clear 4K quality. So, but yeah, that's that's out now. You can check it out um, on Amazon or anywhere else you wanna. You can you get like 4Ks. Um, and the first collection is also is also available too. That they had they had Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman, and the Invisible Man on it. And maybe, maybe more. I, I I don't know whether movies they like. I, they kind of hit. They had the heavy, heavy hitters. They're gonna have to, like dig into like the sequels if, they, if they're doing like another collection like this. <coughs> but uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for me this week. So we wrap things up. Uh, definitely head over to site. We've got uh, like I said, I got a review of that uh, Universal Monsters collection. If you want to read my review of that. Um, you can check out our commentary from last month, which was uh, Morbius. Actually, this uh, yeah, last month, which our spooky Halloween uh, commentary for Morbius, uh, the, the, the scariest Marvel movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're gonna have another commentary very soon this month. But before the end of the, this month is over, we'll have another commentary up. So stay tuned for that. Head over, check all all the other stuff out. And, uh, yeah, so for us, I am Zach, and we will see you next week. For more Everything Action, head to www.everythingaction.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at EVAction, on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram, at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.